Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. fans joining me now is co-host dave oliveri dave good evening how are you doing well don it was a great weekend of racing on well fortunately for me i was able to go to pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway on saturday i had a, a commitment i had to make on a friday but with the advent of all social media and flow i was able to watch a great race from lernerville and this warm weather is upon us and i think mother nature did as well and the fans were had to. I know I was excited, and I'm sure if I was excited, everybody else was excited. Sounds about right. We've got a jam packed show for tonight. Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Bill Rebar, Charger Driver Nate Valenti, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway announcer Tyler Harris, Late Model Feature Winner Daryl Charlier, Pro Stock Feature Winner Chris Schneider. Tom Lang has some news about the Z-Max four-wide nationals in Charlotte. And Howie Bayless has a nice interview with Bedford Speedway winner Greg Satterley. Don, I had a chance to talk to John Garvin. Buddy Baticki spoke the first-time 410 sprint car feature winner Cody Cody Boba. Wyatt Scott visited with Howie Bayless to discuss his recent victory at Marion Center Speedway. Tyler Deese explained why he deserves to have Todd Weldon punch him in the nose, and Blake Alexander has a nice interview with Hunter Schoenberg on his all-star victory at Lernerville Speedway. Yeah, the uh, Todd uh, Weldon situation, or the Tyler Dietz interview, was kind of short, but he covered the subject. <laughs> Never heard that one, but hey, we'll see. 
Hey, uh, I want to discuss my experience with Paul Neal at the Z-Max Dragway. It's kind of funny, and you've said it many times. You, you never know where Don's going to show up, but he'll run into somebody he knows. Well, I had a nice 15-minute interview that I got with John Force. And I sent it to Paul because he's big into drag racing. His family, Environmental Air, sponsored Mike Kosky forever. So I sent him this email, and they must have crossed paths because he, he had his uh, son take his picture in front of Z-Max and sent it to me. So we're exchanging emails. Neither one of us know the, what the other one's doing. So when I saw that, I said, well, on Sunday, I'd like to meet you in front of the place. So I did, and we had a chance to go into the uh, VIP suite for the media, and we must have talked for, well, we watched what was going on, but when there'd be a break in the action, we must have talked for three hours, and it was just so nice, and the people there, uh, they're, they're wonderful. I mean, the staff, uh, the food, I had some of the best fried chicken I ever tasted in my life, and it's just, they really roll out the red carpet for the media. And I can't even imagine how many people were working there because it was an awful lot of people with staff shirts or media shirts. And everybody was just very, very nice and uh, was a very enjoyable thing. And then uh, John Force, and we have a couple things on John Force I'm going to have later in the show. He is such a promoter. Like when he's waiting where they go through the door and they bring people out and they, you know, like the NASCAR does, they, they bring the drivers out and they introduce them. While he was waiting his turn, he went over and talked to everybody that he was going to race against. He's just a born natural promoter. And it was a wonderful day. Well, speaking as a promoter, but also as a representative for his sponsors. And you can see, Don, and you've been doing this many, many years. Why, if it's a company... You want John Forrest because not only is he one of the best of all time, his personality, uh, I'm sure it's going to be you know coming hot in the interview, he's just like one of those people that are like, you know, there's you have one in a million one time, and John Forrest is definitely one in a million. Well, the, the narrator was asking him questions, and he'd ask John a question, and then John would make like a right turn and talk about something totally... Uh, irrelevant to the question and then after he talked for a little bit he stopped me say what was the question <laughs> his pr lady was going nuts his doctor he has to take medication for high blood pressure his doctor said john you shouldn't be doing this and you need to make sure you take your medicine well john says on race day i never take my medicine because i don't want to lose that edge that i have and the, and then the doctor says to him well john if you're not careful, you're going to die. He said, my only hope is I die in a race car after I've won one of the events. <laughs> you never know what he's going to say. And the amazing part of it is, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure of this, but I think John Force, if he's not 70, he's close to it. 73. Holy heck. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, to you think about that, I mean, he must be in, you know, I mean, decent shape, or even though his doctor might not agree upon it, but... Yeah, it, it, I mean, I, there's some 73 years old I drive behind in a highway I get nervous at, you know, <laughs> let alone, you know, driving a car at over 300 miles an hour. 322, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 328. I'm sorry. Yeah, just an amazing guy. Hey, we're going to wrap up the show with Vic 
three uh, circle statistics because you collected a bunch of them. But I uh, want to talk a little bit about Mother's Day. After this segment plays, I have a special song for Mother's Day. And what makes it even more special, on May 11th, 1997, Mother's Day, my mother passed away. And uh, that was a tough day. So this will be for all the moms out there, and I think they're going to like it. Oh, I know they will. I mean, every May when this comes up, uh, it just, you know, I lost my mother three years ago, and it's it's still fresh. You know, you know, you know a, a son's love for a mother is, you know, just, you can't describe it. And I know when it comes this second weekend or first week, whenever in um, May and you play that, uh, it's one of my special parts of the show because yeah, it is just a truly inspirational uh, message that it comes out for all mothers. But uh, speaking of that, Don, and again, I want to tell the racetracks out there, with things being a little bit slow, I was able to get out and pick up some uh, some national news and some local news, but as we get busier into the season, and listeners, you know, you're at your different racetracks, so tell them if you want the results on wrapping on racing, you need to get it to to the show so that we can do it because it takes you know you hours to produce this and for us to go and, and check and research it. You know, it, it all takes a little bit of a time. But with that being said. Uh, the World of Outlaws, both the sprint cars and the late models, were at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway in, in, in sprint car action on Friday night. Logan Schuhart was the winner, a $25,000 win. Saturday night, Spencer Basin, in an epic battle with Kyle Larson, right to the end. Now, Kyle Larson was doing double duty, and then he was jumping in and Last I looked today, or on Sunday, he was leading the cup race before it got delayed. Spencer Basin picked up the one, a $25,000 win. And I think the theme this year, Don, that we're seeing, and it's kind of remarkable after COVID, is the fact that, and you see many, many drivers are not following series, but the money out there is just a big, big money. And, you know, we're talking about that the next in, in the late model division, we all know Jonathan Davenport is elected to choose races when he feels like it's best. He wanted to spend, again, as we all do, spend time with family. And on Friday night, he picked up a $25,000 win. And on Saturday night, I don't want to say the underdog, but he's developing a new chassis himself. Ricky Weiss was a $25,000 winner. So for four divisions, that's $100,000, Vaughn. That's some serious money. And I echo your thoughts, and, and you'll hear it in a lot of the interviews. Saturday's another one. He said, we traveled around, we've been everywhere, but right now, based on costs and things like that, we're just going to stay within a reasonable distance from home. You know, well, we're, you know, we're, I'll bounce around a little bit. You know, we're talking, you know, Saturday was at Bedford on Bedford Speedway Friday night, and I think that one was like a, a $5,000 win. Drake Troutman uh, picked up the win in the E-Mods. But, again, with diesel at over $5, and these haulers are getting, what, four, four, four miles to the gallon, 
you got to be, uh, you know, special. And again, in a past interview we did a couple weeks ago with Colton Flinter, and congratulations to Colton. You know, he picked up his third win of the year at Port Royal Speedway. The only time he hasn't won when the Lucas Oil Series came in and he finished eighth. And Logan Wagner, who was at Lernerville on Friday, uh, went, came, went back to Central PA, and he picked up the win. Uh, and just uh, some other racing action. And I think how you touched upon this earlier at Marion Center, Wyatt Scott picked up the late model win. And, you know, Howie has a great interview with him. And um, then we go to the All-Stars, and they were at Lernerville on Friday night, where, again, where Hunter Schoenberg picked up the win. Then they went, you know, headed west over to Sharon Speedway on Saturday, and Cap Henry picked up a win. And if, if you hadn't watched that one on Flow Dawn, I mean, he picked that win. There was three wide battle coming off at turn four, and he knocked down. And I think I forget who was running in the lead at the time. He snuck down by him and, and just beat him by, I mean, hundreds of a second. And so, uh, that being said, we want to keep our fans abreast on the action. But again, like you said, we need all the racetracks to uh, participate and. You know, we don't want to slight anybody, but again, if you present us the results, we'll report them. If you don't, then if we have some room to squeeze it in, we'll do it. If they don't think enough of it to send it for as many listeners as we have, shame on them. They can just uh, waste away in no man's land. That's that's too bad. That's on them. Well, Dave, any closing thoughts, anything before we go into our commercial break? Yeah, just. Two things I want to touch on. I had an opportunity to make it down to Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and I went for a couple reasons. Well, mainly, I went. It was Tyler Harris's first night as the official voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. He kind of did it part time with Jim last week or last year, and filled in on some special occasions, but. Did a really, really good job. I was proud of him. I was able to help him out uh, with some victory lane interviews because if anybody knows running those steps at uh, Pittsburgh is, is extremely difficult. So that was a great evening. Uh, got, a, got a little bit late start, some early season track preparation. When, uh, just they needed some more water and we were delayed, but that's what happens on opening night. And I am looking forward this weekend, myself and my girlfriend, Char. We're going to be heading up to Jennerstown, and I will be really interested to hear what Billy Rebar's comments are uh, later on in the show. Very good. I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don. You know, most people look through their wallets or their pocketbooks and way down at the bottom past the credit cards, baby pictures, and green stamps. You usually find a little old dog-eared piece of poetry. I was cleaning out my wallet the other day, and I ran across a whole bunch of IOUs, some of them 30 years overdue. You know, the funny thing is that all these IOUs are owed to one person. And I felt like maybe right now might be a pretty good time for an accounting. Mom, I sure hope you're listening. Sweet lady, I owe you for so many things. A lot of services. Like night watchman, for instance. Laying awake nights, listening for coughs and cries creaking floorboards. 
and me coming in too late. <laughs> oh, you had the eye of an eagle and the roar of a lion. But you always had a heart as big as a house. I owe you for services as a short order cook, chef, baker, for making sirloin out of hamburgers, turkey out of tuna fish, and two big old strapping boys out of leftovers. I owe you for cleaning services, for the daily scrubbing of face and ears, all work done by hand and for the frequent dusting of a small boy's pants to try to make sure that he led a spotless life. And for washing and ironing that no laundry could ever do. For drying the tears of childhood and ironing out the problems of growing up. I owe you for services as a bodyguard. For protecting me from the terrors of thunderstorms and nightmares. Too many green apples. And Lord knows I owe you for medical attention, for nursing me through measles, mumps, bruises, bumps, splinters, and spring fever. Oh, and let's not forget medical advice, important things like don't scratch it or it won't get well, or uh, if you cross your eyes, they're going to stick like that. And probably the most important advice of them all, Boy, you be sure you got on clean underwear in case you're in an accident. And I owe you for veterinarian services, for feeding every lost dog that I dragged home at the end of the rope, and for healing the pains of puppy love. And I owe you for entertainment. Entertainment that... Uh, kept the household going during some pretty rough times and for wonderful productions at Christmas, Fourth of July and birthdays and for making make-believe come true on a very, very limited budget. I owe you for construction work, for building kites and confidence, hopes and dreams and somehow you made them all touch the sky and for cementing the family together so it'd stand the worst kinds of shocks and blows and for laying down a good, strong foundation to build a life on. Oh, you for carrying charges, for carrying me on your books for the necessities of life that a growing boy somehow just got to have. Things like a pair of high-top boots with a little pocket on the side for a jackknife. And one thing, Mom, I will never, ever forget. When there were only two pieces of apple pie and three hungry people, I, I noticed that uh, you were always the one that suddenly decided that you didn't really like apple pie in the first place. These are just a very few of the things for which payment's long overdue. The person I owe them to worked very, very cheap. She managed simply by doing without a whole lot of things that she needed herself. My 
IOUs add up to a lot more than I can ever hope to repay. But you know the nicest thing about it all is that I know that she'll mark the entire bill paid in full for just one kiss and four little words. Mom, I love you. This is the Banker Bob Thought for May 2nd, 2022. If your electric car runs out of power on the interstate, what do you do? Do you go to a gas station and bring back a bucket of electricity? How does that work? This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent writers include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go online to AARN.com. Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. Listeners joining us now... It was Bill Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, the practice is over. 
It's time to get done and get moving. That's right, Don. Uh, we just completed our second and final practice here this past Saturday. Great weather, a little chilly in the morning, day broke, sun came out, and it was, it was a great day. And we saw some new cars, and we saw some cars that we saw the week before, but some of the newcomers was Travis Fisher, take, making the trip of over four hours. He was on the show a couple weeks ago, and his late model looked really stout, uh, put some great lap times down, and Travis will be joining us on opening night May 7th. Uh, in the Pro Stock Division, we saw Aaron Van Fleet make his Pro Stock Division debut. Uh, Aaron was involved in a very serious crash last year in the Martellus Pharmacy late models. We weren't quite sure if he was going to come back in a late model, pro stock, or street stock. And turned out this pattern Saturday, the answer was, was uh, the question was answered as Aaron ruled out a 602 one stop auto sales pro stock. So he'll be competing in that division. Uh, Dell Kimberly debuted a brand new street stock. Dell will be competing full time in the Ron's Collision Center street stock. So a lot of different drivers and a lot of familiar drivers in different seats and different roles. So pretty excited about opening night approaching here this Saturday. What was the car count for? 44, Don. So opening practice, we had 66. This second practice, we had 44. Some repeats, but a lot of new cars as well. And we still have a lot of guys grinding the axe to try to get done here this Saturday. And everybody's working hard. And, Don, one thing i got to comment on is, Sometimes practice days can be very stressful. The first events of the year and guys, you know, got to knock the rust off and, you know, things aren't always quite right. These two past weekends at the racetrack have been as calm as you could ever ask for. People lighthearted, laughing, joking. And I got to make the comment that uh, one of the crew members from Travis Fisher's cruise is like, is it always just like lighthearted and fun around here? And the answer is yes. Most of the time, Jennerstown Speedway. Before and after races, the camaraderie, and it just was a great place to be the last two weekends, and we can't wait to continue that throughout the season. But, you know, Dawn, it's just so exciting to see guys committing to travel such long distances, as well as guys coming back that haven't raced in so many years. You know, uh, I lend a hand to Chucky Kessler, and I keep trying to get him on the show because Chucky is a card and a half, and he is so funny. Your ratings would go through the roof, but he <laughs> says he's going to have to win a race before I can get him on the show. I said, Chucky, they want to hear you on the show in this decade, you know? <laughs> so uh, Chucky's a, a handful. He's a good time, but, you know, he's in the senior citizen category, and he's still – he actually told me today he's having more fun racing now than he ever did years ago, and that's what it's about, Don. Uh, it's great to see – you know, third generation drivers and old guys coming back, and you got you got sixteen year old kids racing with sixty five year olds. What more can you ask for? I think you got it covered. You know, when I did uh, the interview with Travis Fisher, he said we might come down six or eight times. Uh, we haven't decided, but if he's having that much fun, I think you're going to see him more than that. Yeah, the, the crew was definitely pushing for uh, you know as long as they don't have anything planned, they want to be there. And Travis has a young family, as do I, and I showed him where we camp and how he can bring his camper. He's like, wait a minute, we're right in the infield. They're right there. I'm like, absolutely. And that's one of the beautiful things that these drivers like Mike Sweeney and others that travel such long distances, you know, they can come and the, the kids got somewhere to stay cool in the camper or, you know, if it gets cold, they can go get warm. And it's a great amenity we offer for these drivers and they want to take full advantage of it. The key word is family. That's such a big part of racing. And one of the drawing cards for individuals that want to be with their family, that they want to they want to be racing. Well, I'm very fortunate to have a hugely supportive family. Uh, my wife and my kids absolutely support me. They, you know, My wife fills in and 
works the back gate or does whatever. My mother has become a retired full-time employee, basically. <laughs> She's been so busy with, she works the back gate for us. She helps print our tickets. She prints our programs. She does so much behind the scenes. And actually, I got to wish her and my dad a happiest 40th anniversary. And uh, I was teasing them there yesterday. Was On Sunday was their anniversary. And I said about, you know, go out to the big night go to the big dinner at the Crackle Barrel because I think that's what old people do now, you know. <laughs> but uh, they spent their anniversary helping count and print and strip tickets for uh, Jennerstown opening night. So it's, it's a family affair, and it is at the racetrack as well. Did you call it the Crackle Barrel? barrel? <laughs> Cracker Barrel, yeah. Cracker Barrel is a big restaurant up here. Yeah, so. yeah. But I, not my cup of tea, but I know we like to tease all the old folks. That's where you go, the Cracker Barrel. That's one of my favorite places. <laughs> I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely in the old folks thing. Um, any uh, surprises? Anything? I, you have to be pleased with the way you're distributing the tires and how that's going. Uh, was that more guys able to get tires that didn't have them uh, on the first practice? Yes, uh, it worked out really well. I mean, I believe there's only maybe one or two teams that weren't able to quite get the sizes they wanted. Hopefully we'll get a, a small shipment in here this week that we can accommodate them as well. But, you know, that's everything we've done from the tie regulation strategies to all the rules changes, it, it seems to be all for the good and the benefit of the drivers, and they recognize it. So we're pretty excited to get the season started here this Saturday with a six-division racing program main grandstand gates will open at four and racing the opening ceremonies will begin at 550 we're starting a couple minutes earlier this year dawn we want the race cars to be on the track at exactly six o'clock for the flow racing broadcast jared adams and his new intern staff have worked tirelessly to get everything up and running uh, we tested the flow system here this past saturday and well, you think Jennerstown looks good in person. It looks even better on TV. So we can't wait to debut on Flow Racing this Saturday. Dawn, this is the final week to vote for the Advanced My Track Challenge. I've got a really strong feeling that Jennerstown's going to be in the top three. Friday is the last day to vote. So we need everybody to vote three times a day for the next few days. And then they will announce the three finalists on Sunday. Next Sunday, Mother's Day, they will announce the three finalists. And then we vote like heck again if we make it in. And Hopefully we bring home $50,000. Okay, yep. Bill, uh, we're about ready to wrap this up. Any closing thoughts? So I just want to wish a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there next coming week here, and uh, can't wait to see everybody at the racetrack. Okay, I thank you. You have a nice evening. Thanks, Don. This portion of Wrapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. 
If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Hi, this is NASCAR driver Josh Berry, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, joining us now is Nate Valenti, the driver of car number 52 at Jennerstown. Nate, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don Gamble. Thank you for having me, and I'm doing great. Well, I think the first time I talked to you was last June when you picked up your first win, but then you came back and picked up a second win on September 11th. So definitely have things figured out here with your car, and it's a good car. I know you, uh, I think you got that from Kimberly. Is that right? Yes, sir. We got it, and you know, right thing, right time, and right place, and you know, God gave me the opportunity, and just so blessed. He's got always had good stuff. I have a question. What was your reason for getting involved in racing? Was it a family member or a friend? It was just something I wanted to do ever since I was little, and uh, we finally was able to get the opportunity to jump on. A four-cylinder, and um, right before the 2020 season, when all that hectic stuff, and then, you know, God only took me up from there. And we still got a long way to go, but I'm very humbled from where I am now. Did you have any jobs in racing prior to becoming a driver? No, I did not. I was I I would always watch NASCAR with my pap when I was little, and I would always do go karts. And I told my mom and dad, I think when I was four, they said, is that I want to I wanna be a NASCAR driver. And, you know, I kept pushing at my dreams. You know, it, it takes time, but, you know, it's starting to come to pass, and I'm very, very happy. Very good. Um, one of the things I like to ask the drivers, uh, what's the best part of racing? Just getting to the track and getting to talk to your fellow racers and fellow competitors and learning more and um, honestly just racing, just the fun of it. Um, 
my ultimate goal is to probably to hopefully race in the truck series, but I know it's going to be very hard, a very uh, little bit of a windy road, and it's going to be difficult. But you know, I wouldn't be able to do that with without talking to Steve, Kyle, Justin, Nick, Chris. You know, it's 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 really fun, and Dell as well. You know, just going, being able to race, and just making a lot of friends that will last a lifetime. I noticed on your Facebook page you're standing beside a truck, and I don't recognize it. What truck is that? So over the um, for my 19th birthday, my parents. Uh, it was kind of a gift for me. It's the um, uh, Buck Baker's Racing School, and we went down to Bristol and uh, to do some laps and uh, Arctic cars and stuff like that. And uh, I was able to take that truck out for a few laps and uh, with an instructor to kind of help me learn a little bit, which is kind of another thing which I think kind of helped me for the 2021 season. That's wonderful. So you had someone there giving you some pointers, which is good. Now, other than the financial part of having a race car, what's one of the other tough things you have to deal with? Me and my dad arguing a lot <laughs> because <laughs> we, we, you know, one, you know, it's which we're still learning um, because he thinks he knows everything and I think I know everything. So we kind of butt heads a lot, but we're learning to kind of cope with each other and definitely learn. And it's definitely brought me and my dad closer together, um, which, which I'm really happy for. That's something that I've, I've always wanted to do um, a little bit about my dad is he was in the army when I was a little kid and I didn't get to see him a lot. So um, now I'm able to kind of rekindle that fire and I'm very thankful for that as well. The family part of racing is the best part. And with you being in racing and dad helping you with the car, if you were playing baseball, he couldn't. Dad couldn't be in the dugout, but he could be with you in the pits. And if you think about it, on an average race night, maybe you're on the track for an hour. But the other six and a half days of the week, you can enjoy this special time with Dad or Mom or you know your friends. It's just a a very nice thing about racing is the family being able to be part of it. Uh, would you say your June 26th win was your most memorable moment in racing, or would it have been the second win in September? Between me and Steve, which I think also puts more icing on the cake because we were within a tenth of each other. Um, coming off that final turn, I kind of let off the gas just a little bit, which allowed him to get there on the side, but we had a drag race to the finish, which was exciting for me. Uh to get my second win, but also for Steve to come back and uh, get a good solid finish with all his family there as well. Um, you know, we got to put a good show on for the fans there at the final race to send them all out on a good note. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Nate Valenti, the driver of car number 52. And my next question is, how did you pick your number? I was... Doing eye racing, and I always used the number 56, and someone was in the number 56, so my buddy Jerry said, the number 52 is open, would you like that? And I said yes, and ever since then, I've stayed with the number 52. 
Your car is very pretty. Who did the wrap or the paint job on your car? Uh, Frank Rocco. He does everything from our wraps, and uh, he does Dale's wraps as well. Very nice guy. And uh, his son, um, Seth, as well, who is my spotter. I can't thank them enough. You know, it's, it, it takes a team. You know, it doesn't matter what you put on the car, what attributes you put in. You know, you're still part of the team and still part of the family. What would you consider a good season for this year? What are you looking at? Obviously, you want to win, but uh, what are some of your long-term goals for this year? Probably to get uh, anywhere from five to seven wins. Um, I know it's going to be difficult with Steve um, and coming back, and he had, he had a strong car last year. Ken Burkholder, he's going to be up there as well. Evan, Chris, Bob, you know, you can't count anyone out. Um, but I, I definitely think five to seven wins, and they're at the end. And it would be awesome to get the championship, but if we're really close to it, you know, I feel like that would be a successful season. Well, this uh, all stems on a good bunch of guys helping. So let's talk about your sponsors. Well, I really only have one sponsor, and that's Joe's Body Shop. Um, we have De- Kimberly Contracting on there because, you know, Dell, uh, he helps me out. Little, literally everything, it doesn't matter what. I ask him uh, if I'm doing this line right or what should I do better, what am I doing good, what would you do if you're in the car. Um, Adam Kostelnik, AK Chassis, he built the car he helps out a lot as well. We had a little issue on Saturday, and uh, he was able to work it out. Couldn't do it without him. Like I said, Frank Rock, Frank for um, doing all the designs, all the wraps, and Seth, his son, that's our spotter for most weeks if he's not busy. And, um, you know, it's just very, very humbling to have all those people and just uh, for them to have the faith in me to uh, help me do what I love. You mentioned practice, and there was 66 cars there. So when you went out in your practice session, um, what was the issue you said that they had to help you with? I think it was just the gas. Uh, I went out, and I was hitting the gas, and it was just missing. And um, it did that like two or three times in a row, and then we had Adam go out there and test it, um, and it got better. And then I went out, and uh, we we put down some good laps, got pretty comfortable with the car, have a few things to work on, but uh, super excited for this week uh, to finish, to kind of really finish ironing out all of the issues that we had and um, just to get ready for May 7th because I – this year, Don, I think is going to be the best year at Jennerstown. I really do. I agree. So many good things happening there. Hey, we're coming up on a commercial break. Any uh, closing thoughts, anything else you'd like to add? I would just like to thank my mom and dad for uh, helping me uh, pursue my dreams, because without them, I wouldn't be able to do anything. And it's really brought us closer together as a family. We argue a lot, but, you know... Uh, that's just a part of it, Don, and, you know, you take the good with the bad, and I absolutely love them, and they love me. And I I, I want to do this for God, because God's given me the opportunity, and I want to just 
thank him every every second of every day because he's given me the ability and he can take it away and I just want to make sure I'm doing it to glorify him and I want to thank my buddies from church and my pastor for also supporting me as well and whenever I'm having a down day they just keep me up and keep me risen and uh, just just super super thankful and super humble um, and it's just just super awesome and I'm thankful for Billy and um, Mike to allow me to race there and participate in this awesome, awesome racetrack and events. Well, I would say for a young man of age 20 that you're pretty mature and your outlook on life is excellent. I want to thank you for being with us tonight and wish you good luck as you chase those victories. Thank you, Don, for having me. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. 
And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Opening night this past Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway proved that good things come to those who wait. It was the 44th annual opening night in track history, the 34th under the Miley Motorsport ownership, and the year of opportunity is officially underway. The first feature event for the 2022 season was an emotional win. The 25-lap feature for the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models found Daryl Charlier back in victory lane, just days after the passing of his grandfather, Tub Charlier. The 2021 points champion had this to say in victory lane. Charlier, you're a feature winner in the Rorick Automotive Rush Late Models for their 25-lap inaugural race for the 2022 season. Ladies and gentlemen, it's making its way out of the car. Give it up for your feature winner in the Rorick Automotive Rush Late Models, Daryl Charlier. Mr. Charlier, welcome back to Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. You were the 2021 points champion. You make your return here in a, I guess, what we're going to call a rare appearance for this season as your head super late model uh, campaign. But how's it feel to come back to Pittsburgh and defend your title? I mean, this is my home track. I've been racing here for 20-some years. Uh, you know, it just feels good to come out for the first night. I don't know how many times we're going to be here, three, four times this year. So it's good to feel, get a win, you know. Earlier in the night, you were having some car troubles. It kind of sounded like it seems like you got things figured out. Yeah, um, honestly, got to thank the whole crew because they worked the entire time. Uh, we got a little lucky with them watering the track, bought us some extra time. Uh, we had some ignition, ignition issues, and I'm um, glad we got it figured out. This is career win number 32 in the Rush Late Models. Career win 72 overall at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. That certainly puts you toward the top of the all-time wins list. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I think the top five, top ten guys here uh, with win lists are pretty substantial uh, competitors. You said you thank your whole crew, you thank your sponsors, but let's hear the who those people are that help make this happen every night. I'll try to remember, but for sure, uh, Three Rivers Karting, Ams Oil, um, Spochaz Enterprise, um, i, I got to look at the car, M- MDM con- Contracting, ADS Properties, uh, Bob Siemens Garage Doors. I'm sure I'm missing a lot, but uh, we definitely appreciate everybody at this car. Of course, Centerline Motorsports making it all happen this year for you and for many. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear for your feature winner tonight in the Rourke Automotive Rush Late Models, Daryl Charlier. Positions two through five belong to Kyle Lucon, Mike Reft, Philip Bubeck, and Zach Gunn. Six through ten went to Jake Gunn, Noah Brunel, Eric Hamilton, Cole Patrell, and Cassidy Kamaker. Heat race winners for the Rush Late Models were Zach Gunn and Philip Bubeck. The Hubba's Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modifieds, presented by Born to Run Lubricants, made their first of seven appearances on Dirt's Monster Half Mile. It was Justin Shea picking up the 15-lap feature win. Fifth place starting Tony Tattenhurst challenged early for the lead, but Shea stated that he picked up the pace to stay ahead of Tattenhurst. Twin State Auto Racing Group Rookie of the Year Ben Eastler finished in the third position with J.C. Boyer and Cole Holden running out, rounding out rather the top five. Chelsea Craigish, Jacob Jordan, Jordan Ehrenberg, and Lucas Cannon finished 6th through ninth. The top three competitors all picked up an additional prize money on behalf of Jerry Schaefer and Jerry Schaefer Racing. $100 going to Justin Shea, $50 going to Tony Tattenhurst, and Ben Eastler picking up an extra $25 all for their efforts. 
The Penn Ohio Pro Stock saw a healthy field of cars as drivers began their preparations for the 11th annual running of the Ed LeBoom Memorial coming up on June the 4th. Chris Schneider found his way back to victory lane for the 14th time in his career, and he had this to say in victory lane after his 15-lap feature win. And he's climbing out of the car now. Let's hear for your feature winner for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the number 55 of Chris Schneider. Chris, welcome back to Victory Lane. Happy to have you. Uh, it's good to be in Victory Lane. Thank you. <laughs> I believe this is win number 14 here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, so you've been doing quite well. I would presume this is a nice little Ed Laboon tune-up race for the June 4th event. Uh, yeah, that was the idea. Uh, this is a new car. We're working the bugs out of it. Uh, the big tracks, uh, hey, it's good so far. I like the big half mile up here. This is one of my favorite places to run. Uh, keep smooth momentum lines. It's what I like to drive on. I'd say you got it figured out. You were tough competition here. You really figured it out in this heat race. With a new car, I mean, it's tough because you've grown accustomed to the one you've had. We, we joke around that that car was old enough to drink over 21 years old. <laughs> yeah, she was old. She's still good. I mean, I, I, I thought about bringing it back out, but, you know, we've got to work on a new one because it's just what you do. But uh, little tiny things we got to work on on this, and it seems good now, so uh, I don't know what more to do with it. Just run it. An extra $100 on the line tonight, courtesy of Gravener Heating and Air Conditioning. So you were able to pick that up. So how does it feel to have a sponsor come in and help you guys out just a little bit more, especially whenever costs and supply chain issues are really that much more of a problem? Yeah, that's an issue these days. It's great that them guys do stuff like that. I, I love all those sponsors that just give that little extra. Uh, thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, i got to thank my family, my friends that all help out. This has been a long haul getting these cars together. Uh, Freeboard trucking, Butler truck parts, it, it's all clean pressure washing. Uh, my buddy Andy that helps out. Uh, dad, mom, Tyler, Tyler 1, Tyler 2. <laughs> a guy named Chuck helped put some of this car together. Uh, who else? I'm missing some, I'm sure, but thank you all. BT trucking. Engine guy, Bob Walters, uh, he passed. Still got some of his engines. Uh, hey, what can I say? He was one of the greatest guys around. I just want to remember him. We're going to have a memorial race someday. A memorial race to come, but tonight we celebrate. We celebrate a feature win here tonight, and here to give you your, your bonus money is Mike Harris on behalf of Gravener Heating and Air Conditioning. So once again, thank you very much, and congratulations to tonight's feature winner in the Penn Ohio Pro Sox, the 55 of Chris Schneider. Chris picked up an additional $100 for his win, courtesy of Gravener Heating and Air Conditioning. Finishing second through fifth were A.J. Poljack, Steve Diapolito, Brian Hutchko, and Heath Close. Sixth through ten included Jeff Bronischewski, Dale Toosie, Double Duty Noah Burnell, Tanya Charlier, and Nick Kachuba. Heat race winners for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks included A.J. Poljack and Noah Burnell. As I mentioned earlier, good things come to those who wait, and Matt Bernard can certainly attest to that as he picked up his first career feature win in the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stock feature event. The young man from just down the road in Oakdale, Pennsylvania, has tried for several seasons now, and after being so close so many times, the soon-to-be high school graduate finally made his way uh, to the victory lap with a checkered flag in hand, accompanied by some donuts over in turn number four. The 15-lap feature event was extended to 16 laps after a last-lap caution from Jonathan Catellus for, I believe, what was a flat tire. But Matt Bernard would have to hold off both Gary and Cody Catellus, both who finished second and third, respectively. Tony McGill and Cody Tokarski rounded out the top five. Six through ten included Jacob Weiser, Frank McGill, Jonathan Catellus, 
Cameron Hollister, who was making his debut in the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks, formerly a always safe flagging and traffic control young gun competitor. And rounding out that 10th position was Mark Corio. Heat race winners include Stephen Sheltman and Adam Faree. The Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders also produced a first-time feature winner, Lucas Weaver, who finished second in points last season, found his way to victory lane for the first time ever at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Lucas stated that it feels great to finally get that monkey off his back, and he looks forward to a potential points championship. Susie and Craig Rudolph both would finish second and third, respectively. Derek Quigley, Jimmy Meckenbeer, and John Steele would not start the feature. The heat race winner was also Lucas Weaver. The always safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns found birthday girl Emmy Laboon picking up right where she left off last season, and that was with the checkered flag in her hand. Emmy had to earn it this time because the five-time feature winner from last season, Travis Clark, was threatening late to take away the win on the last lap pass, but Emmy could not and would not be denied. Clark would settle for second with Sadie Snatchko, Kirsten Chernick, Gavin Kukalis, and Zoe Knight rounding out the field. Abby Gindelsberger would not start the feature event after crashing in hot laps. That was her first time ever out on the speedway. And if you're keeping track at home, the female competitors outnumbered the male competitors 5-2. to two. Travis Clark was your lone heat race winner. Join us this upcoming Saturday night, May the 7th. This will be a six-division action event with night number one of the $500 to win Cheplik Packing Hobby Stock Miniseries. Additionally, the Rush Wingless Sprint Cars will be making their season debut to Dirt's Monster Half Mile, so you won't want to miss the Wingless Sprint Cars. Joining these divisions will be the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the always safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns. Gates open at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 p.m. and racing at 7. General admission is only $15 for adults. Seniors are $14. Students between 13 and 16 years old are only $10. Kids 6 through 12, only $5, and children 5 and under are always free. For all ticketing and schedule information, visit ppms.com and check us out on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. On the Facebook page, you will notice plenty of new content coming out, Victory Lane interviews, complete updated schedules throughout the entire season. So make sure to check us out and keep following us on Facebook once again by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And also make sure to follow us on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. For Wrapping on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. So Hunter Schoenberg, Hunter, man, lap traffic late in the race. I feel like you got to it, you pulled away. Did it? Does it get frustrating there when you just can't get, quite get clear of the lap traffic, especially knowing that you've got guys like Justin Peck and Tyler Courtney right on your heel? Yeah, I think if uh, if I wasn't a little guy and my reach was further, I probably would have smacked Sammy on the way by. I, I don't know. That's aggravating as hell to have to deal with that. But, uh, you know, uh, doesn't matter. We got the job done. Um, 
I'm so proud of of, of Coco and uh, we call him Danny Appleseed. They're they're they are my crew. Those two guys and uh, we made the decision to uh, let them have a little bit more responsibility this year. I'm not calling any shots on this race car. They're uh, they're just two young guys getting started out doing it themselves and um, man they they. Uh, they just have the work ethic to to go along with what we need. They may not uh, they may not have everything figured out quite like a, a super experienced guy, but um, but the work ethic they put into just studying their nose during the week, figuring out how they can be better, how the car can be better, and and telling me what I can do better, um, I think is is the difference here. And um, you know, of course, Tony and Jen Vermeer are back at home watching. Uh, they're the ones that took a chance on me in the first place in this car and and everybody that's stuck to the side of this thing logan contractors tk concrete maxim trucking uh this is emotional for me roof bolt transport is still on this race car but we lost tom by earlier this year who's a a big part of my career um seth and steve i, I know you're watching uh, appreciate all you've done for me for the last uh, i don't know 13 14 years um there's so many people that that just give a great effort to give me a race winning car and uh just forever grateful this off season you guys kind of remodeled this program you changed the cars you changed some things the way you do your motors how rewarding is it so early in the season to see you guys reap the benefits of those changes that you guys made yeah we we changed we, we switched to a different style car and um you know, we kind of stuck with the same package on the engine. We just changed the fueling around a little bit. And, and I knew last year I probably needed to focus more on just being a race car driver instead of trying to call the shots on this car and drive it. It just it's too hard to do that when you're trying to compete against good drivers and good crew chiefs. And uh, Coco and Danny both were uh, way up to the challenge. They, they accepted it, and, um, and they're doing a great job. Congratulations, Hunter. Thank you. I appreciate it. How about a round of applause for Hunter Schoenberg? Let's chat with this guy real quick because we got our confetti gun for one reason, and it's this little guy right here, Wheeling. The last time Dad won, it was raining, and you didn't get to do confetti. So did, was the confetti fun? Yeah. Was it cool? Yeah. Are you pretty happy about Dad winning? You, you, you've been calling the shots. Yeah, and I... When we walked in there, though, the noise kind of scared my ears. Yeah, it's loud, isn't it? Yeah. You can tell Tyler. Tell Tyler to make it quieter. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Race fans, if you're headed to Lernerville on a Friday night and need to fill your cooler, check out our friends at On Point Beer Distributor at 154 Freeport Road in Butler. 
They're just a 10-minute ride south on 356 to Lernerville Speedway. If you're headed north on 356, it's only 10 minutes from the Speedway. Racers know that there's nothing nicer than a cold beer after the races. If your cooler is empty on the way to the track, please support this veteran-owned local business. On Point Beer is excited to provide Butler and the surrounding areas with great service and even better beer. Stop by and check out this selection at On Point Beer, 154 Freeport Road in Butler. And now back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. All right, listeners, joining us now is Tom Lang with the Drag Racing Report. Tom, good evening. How are you? Uh, great, Don. It's a pleasure to join you, as always. You know, Don, I'm going to start this report by turning the tables on you. Uh, I'm going to ask you to tell us about your day at the Circle K NHRA Four-Wide Nationals at Bruton Smith Z-Max Dragway in Charlotte. Uh, you had the opportunity to experience two bucket list items in one day, uh, witnessing four-wide drag racing with four 11,000-horsepower nitro-powered race cars on the track at the same time, and you also attended a press conference that included John Force. Which was more memorable for you? Well, that's a tough question. The racing was incredible, uh, but you know what Force is like. It's, it's kind of interesting. Myself and two other media people were standing in the door when he came in. First thing he did was shook hands and said, hey, it's good to see you here. We got some good racing coming up. Little did everyone know how good it was going to be. It was just awesome. And then you know what he's like. He starts his press conference, and then he goes off on a tangent. And after about five minutes talking about something, He'll either ask his PR person or the guy at the uh, lectern, uh, what was the question? <laughs> He'll start all over again. What an enter entertaining guy. What surprised me, and we have a nice uh, interview on tape with him, but we probably will have to play it on a future show. But he, uh, he got a call from Bruton Smith and said, uh, John, I want you to meet me at such and such a coffee shop, restaurant, at 6.30 tomorrow morning. And John says, Bruton, I'll just be getting home from the bars at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> but, but he went to the meeting, and that was when they kind of became good friends. And he wanted John to be a big part of what Bruton was doing. And it was just the beginning. They've been friends all those years. Well, they're, they're both great promoters. They both got a great vision for motorsports. And it's just natural that the two of them would work together and become friends because they're all about putting on the show. They're all about making sure the fans are entertained. Uh, John always speaks about working the ropes, uh, standing there at the, the small barricade they put up so people can't just walk right into the pit. But he's always out there signing autographs for people. Uh, got so many great stories. And uh, sometimes I think he gives uh, his PR person and the NHRA media people, the willies just a little bit when he starts to be very honest and open in some of his interviews. But yeah. uh, there is nobody that promotes the sport better than John Force. Well, one of the funny stories he told was he was going to a race somewhere, and he got pulled over by the police. Cause not only did he have the wrong license plates, but the wrong license plates were expired. And he said to one of his crew guys, 
why didn't you keep your boat license plate up to date? <laughs> he said, I don't think the cop cares about it being up to date. It's the fact that you don't have the right plates on your rig. <laughs> Just on you and know, on. I was part of uh, quite a few telephone press conferences uh, in years past with NHRA. And in John, when John was on, it was always so entertaining. And like you said, somebody would ask him a question, and he starts answering the question, and then he kind of veers this way and then that way, and then he's over here and up there, and uh, he forgets even what the question is. But one I remember very well, and this was back before all these teams had multiple cars, but John, in between NHRA races, they were out uh, barnstorming. Uh, doing match races at all kind of little tracks, and that helped them learn how to get down tracks that weren't exactly well prepared. And he remarked that he looked at one of his competitors' trailers, and there's a bunch of fishing rods in there. And he said, well, what are those for? And they said, well, between races, we're going fishing. And he made a point of, hey, there's no fishing rods in my trailer. In between races, we're out working, we're learning how to run this car even better, and that's what contributed to so many of his wins and championships. So he's always been dedicated to his sport. So uh, what did you think about the C-Max Dragway? The facility is gorgeous. I've been near it many times when we do the, the dirt track down there, but I can remember Don and I were camping down there when they first broke ground for this and i said to somebody what's that going to be and they said it's going to be a uh, bruton smith z max drag strip four lanes and it didn't disappoint anybody the place is gorgeous and the professionalism professionalism of the teams and their equipment was outstanding some of the most beautiful cars and i'm Let's say I'm kind of relatively new to drag racing in person. Not your reports, but in person. I couldn't believe the beauty of some of these cars. And I was in the media room, and heck, I wasn't but maybe five yards, ten yards from where they're bringing them out and staging the cars. Just unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, how about the sight of four of those ground pond and uh, top fuel cars or uh, nitro funny cars? on the track at one time that that's pretty awesome wasn't it you can it's shaking the ground it's it's you know it's just wow you know and and the uh the nhra media people were amazing there was a fellow there i was kind of going to scope out my schedule and go in and walk around in the pits and he said uh you might want to hang around I said, why? He said, John Force is coming. And that was it. I stopped what I was doing, and I really appreciated this gentleman's help. It was just, it was amazing. Yeah, pretty awesome show that the NHRA puts on. Uh, You know, there are a lot of other uh, smaller sanctioning bodies in the sport of drag racing these days, kind of regional, uh, none that have the national scope that NHRA has. But... As much as some racers will throw some digs at NHRA here and there, there is no bigger trophy to win than one of NHRA's wallies. Uh, Anybody that's drag raced for any amount of time wants to win an NHRA national event. And uh, it's as prestigious a series as there is for drag racers. And it's what's kept the sport going all these years. Well, without being redundant, some of the things that John talked about was amazing. The moderator was comparing him 
to, you know, Richard Petty, and he said, well, how could you do that? I never raced Richard. <laughs> and, and he was pretty humble about all his wins and where he's at on the, on the Hall of Fame chart of important people, but definitely entertaining. He just, and you know, drag racing is so much better when you see it firsthand. It's okay on TV, but when you're there and you feel the, the, the sound and, and the pounding and the fuel and the flames, I think you made me uh, a new believer. Well, yeah, that is definitely true there, and I've always said that about drag racing. Uh, you want to get that ink on TV, but what they get on TV is nothing compared to what a spectator gets when they're actually at the racetrack. The experience is just so overwhelming, and, uh, and it's one of the things that uh, really draws so many of us to that sport. I'm glad you had a good time there in Charlotte, Don. Uh, I'm going. I'm going back Sunday. Uh, now we have to do show prep ahead of time, but uh, definitely going to go back and soak it all in. Uh, on a sad note, I think you have some bad news for us. Uh, yes, Don. Uh, we lost one of the truly great people in the drag racing world last week with the passing of Tom Hempill of Clarksburg, PA. In his 66 years, he was a racer, engine builder, tuner, crew chief, and mentor in our sport. Uh, like many drag racers, Tom started out at his local track, Keystone Raceway Park. Uh, he started out running brackets like most racers do. Uh, quickly, he put his mechanical ability and his technical expertise to use at his own business, uh, Tom's Engine and Machine in Clarksburg. Uh, he built engines for so many racers, uh, not just drag racers either, uh, circle track people, uh, road ra race people. Uh, he worked his way up in the sport to top sportsman, the fastest bracket class for door cars, and he had quite a bit of success there. Uh, eventually, he tried his hand in the heads-up pro-modified class, but it didn't take him very long to realize that that was a class for people who could burn through piles of money in a hurry. And that was just not Tom's style. Now, he would spend good money on a state-of-the-art CNC machine for his business, but he wasn't about to light fire to money in a race car, at least not his own race car. Now, he had a very good understanding of the business side of the sport and uh, found a spot that he fit in well, uh, building engines and tuning cars. Uh, he was very well respected by fellow racers who dubbed him the professor. And it wasn't just local racers who respected Tom. He was very well known in the pro-modified community nationally. Uh, he was also influential in helping the various local Heads Up series get organized at Norwalk, Thompson, and Keystone. Uh, the very first time that I actually got involved in the operation of a race, uh, there was an error made entering car numbers that resulted in a mix-up on the ladder. Um, even though I was not actually a race official in that series, I was asked to figure out what the error was. And when I found the error, the first thing I did was go to Tom so that he could verify my opinion of the issue and how to correct it. Because I expected some blowback from the racers affected, and I knew that if I could say that Tom agreed with me, that would end any argument. On more than one occasion, Tom told me how much he appreciated the effort I put into the Asphalt War series and that he respected me for uh, what the series accomplished. And I'll tell you, 
that was one of the great honors of my life, knowing that a guy like Tom Hemphill respected me and what I contributed to the sport. Uh, actually, Tom sort of gave me a shove that propelled me into my involvement with Asphalt Wars. In uh, 2009, I attended a few of the races to cover them for a radio show I was hosting. Uh, at that time, Tom would post the results on a couple of the ProMod message boards on the Internet. Well, after one of the races, some of the racers pointed out that his information was incorrect. When I posted the correct information to clear it up, Tom passed the baton to me, so to speak, and I became the PR guy for Asphalt Wars, which led to a much deeper involvement over time. Uh, for the last four or five years, I would meet Tom, his wife Wendy, and our mutual friend Bruce Yeager for dinner during the PRI show at Indy, and I always find it very rewarding just to listen to a guy who's not only intelligent and had immense technical knowledge, but made real good sense when he was talking. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of people like that. Uh, those two things don't always go together. I recall an organizing meeting about 12 years ago for the ProMod series at Keystone, and while some of the racers were arguing for a bigger winner's purse, Tom pointed out that the racers that the series was hoping to draw were not going to be drawn by the size of the winner's share, but just by the opportunity to race heads up at a local track. Uh, therefore, the money should be spread out further down the ladder. Uh, our sport's going to miss Tom Tempill dearly, as will I, and I'm proud to say that Tom was my friend and colleague. Uh, Godspeed to Tom Hemphill and our uh, condolences to his family. I agree. A great man and will be sorely missed. Well, we're, com uh, yes, we're coming up on a break. Have we covered everything? Uh, yeah, Don. I don't think we can fit much more into this week's report. Well, we have a lot of good stuff for future programs. And I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same. Thanks, Don. Three days shy of his 73rd birthday, John Force proved he's as sharp as ever behind the wheel of an NHRA funny car. Force completed a clean sweep in Sunday's Circle K NHRA Four Wide Nationals at ZMAX Dragway, grabbing his 155th victory win in addition to a new track speed record. Force who was also earned the number one qualifiers honors, became the first NHRA driver to eclipse the 335 mile per hour mark at ZMAX during the first round of eliminations. Force's 328.66 mile per hour run in the final was the one that spurred the 16-time world champion to his second consecutive four-wide win at ZMAX. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, 
Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race heads, right now we're going to grab a word with the feature winner tonight up to Bedford Speedway, Greg Satterley. Greg, congratulations on your second big win of the year. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It uh, feels, always feels good to get a win, no matter how you get them. Now, the last couple of years, you decided to come off the road, and it seems like it took your team up to the next level. Not saying you weren't doing good on the road, but... When you come to these shows that are in your backyard against the great talent that we have, it seems like the 22 is not the car to beat. Yeah, I mean that's that's I guess that's what our goal is. We've we've certainly scaled back our traveling some and tried to just focus on you know on our car and, and our and our program with these racetracks around here, and it certainly seems like it's paying off. And I don't know, we, we've certainly done our fair share of traveling and you know try to advance our program racing all over the country, but you know that's. It's not the easiest thing to do, and so seems to fit our my program or you know just my life in general, just to not travel all over the place, you know, race around home, race in the area, and be as good as we can be at these tracks, and it's it's been working out. Do you see yourself going back on the road, or it's just kind of nice doing this? You get to spend time with your family, and uh, you know, be at, be at your house every day. Yeah, that's that's more my speed is not be gone all the time you know race when we want to not race because we have to just race when we want to and just have fun with it you know you hear people say that all the time and it's it's very true you know this sport can be pretty humbling and you know when it's not going your way or if you're not having fun doing it it's you know it's it's not very easy to keep keep yourself motivated to go you know to 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 keep going but uh is it harder on yourself when you're only racing two times a week back to when you're 
crisscrossing the United States racing three, four times a week. I mean, you knew the next day you had a chance, if you had a bad day, to redeem yourself or keep that momentum going. Is is it harder switching to the two-day-a-week schedule? Yeah, when you get, you know, in a, in a slump and you need to race to get better, it, it's hard if you only have two days a week and you're kind of racing at the same tracks. But, you know, none of it's easy, you know. Getting your car good and tracks all over the country or, you know, trying to race two days a week and get it good enough to be competitive, you know, to, to win all the time. You know, neither are easy, but uh, it's just something we've worked on and have had success here recently. So we'll just keep it going how we've been racing. One thing with your team, it's also been very stable, very uh, consistent through the years. You've been with Rocket Chassis, you and uh, Hoghead as your crew chief, and you don't make a lot of changes. Is that the key to success for you, that the fact that you know I'm getting in a rocket, you know Hoghead knows a rocket, and versus trying to bring in a different chassis or different crew or different motor program? Yes, it's, you know, we've had our fair shares of ups and, you know, our fair shares of downs over the years, just struggling with, well, you know, whether it be a, just, it's usually just a culmination of, of everything you're trying to work with, and um, Robbie and I have, have come a long ways as, as far as working, you know, together as a team, and uh, we just we just really communicate well. He kind of knows what I need or want out of the car, and he's smart enough to know, you know, after all these years that we've been working, just that we, we've got a really good idea what we need to do to that car to make it go in a lot of conditions. Now, I, you know, we haven't raced all over the place here recently, but I, I feel like if we went to a, some other tracks, we could, you know, we would be competitive. I. I you know, I know we're good around here, but you, know, you go on, get on a different tire roll and go racing on some different dirts. It, it certainly changes things up. But we'll, uh, you know, we don't have any intentions of going and racing Lucas Oil or something full time again. So I'm just going to keep doing this and we'll have fun with it. What about doing a hell tour? Something you guys never th- done in the past? I mean, it, you know, whether you be on a World of Outlaw or Lucas Series, just didn't have the opportunity. Is that something that ever piqued the interest of Greg Satterley? Not really. I mean, I don't know. We just kind of take it year by year and race by race. And I guess if the time comes where I feel the need, we need to go race full time again. You know, I'll try to see if we can put something together to do it. But for now, this is say this is what we what, what we're going to do and stay close to home. You know, race when we can and said have fun and do do the best we can. Twelve thousand dollars going home with you. Not a bad day. Thanks for your time, Greg. All right, man. Thank you. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. 
Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're at Lernerville Speedway, and joining us tonight is, I haven't said this for a while, I think we talked prior to the interview, it goes back to maybe 2015, the driver of the 4J, John Garvin. How does it feel to be back in a late model? It feels good. It feels home. You know, it, uh, it definitely brings back a lot of memories from when I first started, and uh, so far, so good. You had an opportunity the last few weeks to run out at Port Royal, and that's like one of the show mere tracks in western Pennsylvania, but it's a big track, fast. And before we get into that, we're going to talk about the alliance that you have. This is, will be uh, your, we'll just say your, and we talked to Colton Flinter, or Colton Flinter a couple weeks ago and about the alliance, and, and you were coming on board. So this is basically, they have a stable of cars, and you're going to be a teammate to Colton this year. Now, Colton's going to be out on the road running you know, MLS races and chasing different things, and you, know, you could probably you know pick up a baseball and throw it and hit the racetrack from your garage. Yeah, there's no doubt you could definitely. We're our property butts right up against Lernerville's, and uh, yeah, so we're we're as close as you can get. Now you cut your teeth here for years with the late model, and then for some reason, and racers are racers. They don't seem to stay pat sometimes with 
things and you jumped into a sprint car and, and that was something that for you that you had really like no experience in and you, know, you did well you went out there on the uh, the all-star tour for a while and that's a whole different ball game when you run with the outlaws and the all-stars you have to be on your game and you know even here at learnable with the group of guys that we have and you find that out in the late models and in the you know the six years you ran with the sprints every night here is, is a tough competition oh yeah there's probably uh, I don't know about the modifieds and pure stocks really but the late models and sprints I mean there's a handful of guys if not more every night that can win and um, you know for a local track they have real good competition here it is I mean you just have it when the when the touring series comes in whether it's ULMS or uh, just any special race it, it ups it in when you, get, when you get into the firecracker it's like it's unreal uh, you just see how the competition really shines but now you spent time in the sprint car, and then you decided to, you really weren't going to show what you are going to do with racing, and this deal with the Flinters came together. You said your families are good friends with them for years and years, and you hopped into the car now. Obviously, being in the sprint car for that many years, anytime you have a change over a six-year period, and especially you know whether you're running a rocket, or in this case, these are Longhorns, the, the curve had to be, at least for the first couple weeks, similar, but a little bit different. Um... Yeah, yeah, similar, a little bit different. That would be correct. Um, and, and they're just so... They're just different, you know. I don't know if it's the cars. I'm sure the cars in general have changed over the years, but I've always ran a rocket, and this is a Longhorn, so I'm sure that's different in ways. Um, Do you think it's like, say, like, like the suspension, the steering, the shocks have really changed in the last five years? Everything. I think everything has changed. The tires change year to year. Um, you know, just that's a long time to, to be away. And um, to try to remember back in the late model days and try to put it to this, really, you can't. This is just that much different from back in 14. When you were, re I would say, relearning, for say, out of Port Royal, you know, big half mile, wide sweeping terms, big straightaways. You know, now you're coming back home to a track that you're familiar with, but yet, you know, we're here on opening night, and traditionally, you know, we've had rain here all month, and, you know, Dan Bauman's done a great job on the track, but, you know, we're, we're going to see some things that uh, just you know, might be a little rough out there tonight. Yeah, I, uh, I actually... I was trying to get a practice session here, and it seems like every time we have one nice day, we have four days of rain. So we just couldn't get it ironed out and, and had enough nice days in a row to get on the racetrack. So here we are. So the plan is to be here on Fridays as often as you can be. Are you going to try to, if time permits, venture out a little bit, or is this just basically it's close to my house, and you know if I have to bring the car myself, it's pretty, it's right over the hill. Honestly, um, here for sure, and then it, it Mark, it's Mark's call. So whatever he says goes, and uh, I'll do whatever. I'll go to California.
California and race if you want. So expectations, we'll just say it's, it's going to be fun to be back in a late model and have some fun, and we're not really looking to. We want to be competitive, but at yeah. the same point, we're not really saying, okay, I have to hit this mark or I have to hit that mark. Well, you always want to do your best. Um, you know, I'm not going to be super hard on myself. I just want to get some seat time right now and, and try my best, but um, I'm sure at some point here in the near future, I will have some type of expectation on where I want to finish and how far uh, I want to go with it. Well, John, it's been great talking to you. It's been a while, and normally we think of you as a sprint car, and now you're back in the late model in the familiar 4J. And so we wish you best of luck tonight. And as progression grows throughout the season, readapting to the Longhorn chassis. Yeah, thank you. Um, It's definitely going to be a learning curve again. So hopefully it goes smooth, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can get these cars up front. All right, good luck. All right, thank you. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724 724- Four four three five seven two zero, or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. 
Welcome back to PRN's At The Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Like he said in his Facebook post, holy, you know, we just won our first 410 race, 410 sprint cars, the uh, the biggest and baddest of all, all the sprint cars. On the line is Cody Bova. And wow, did it did it feel like, uh, you know, that exciting to get this win? What was it like? Hey, it was definitely exciting. Uh, we've, we've been working four years at this and, and for it to finally come and all hard work to finally pay off. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's truly a great feeling to, to be able to say you won a 410 sprint car race. Cody Bova on the profabrication.com hotline got his, he's from Youngstown, Ohio area and went, you know, hour and some odd, uh, over to the West to Wayne County Speedway, uh, last weekend and grabbed this 410 sprint car win. So, you know, people know what world of outlaws is, uh, the, they would run a 410 in, in world of outlaws typically, right? Yeah, yep. So yep, we could uh, we could go anywhere and run with the four times outlaw all stars or a local show. Wow! So the track at Wayne County, and we're on the line with Cody Bova, who won a four ten sprint car race at Wayne County Speedway. The the photos and a little bit that I've seen from there, it looked like the track was relatively smooth, but it got a little bit dusty in this uh, feature for you. How were you able to, you know, find your way? You're, you're, you're not typically the guy up front sometimes. This is your first <laughs> win. What do you, are you looking yeah. for somebody to direct you? How, how did you find your way through the dust in those closing laps? Well, actually, you know, there was, there was quite a few cautions there, so we were pretty lucky there. Um, every time we kind of got into the dust with lap traffic, a caution come out. So um, that, was, that was a saving grace on our end. But, um, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to guess where you are and guess for the fuel of the car and the track and, and send her in there. Wow. Uh, those cars are really fast. If Cody, our guest, is guessing, I guess we'll go with him. Cody Bova, the ProFabrication.com hotline. Speaking of ProFabrication, ProFabrication headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. So, Cody, uh, you won the race. And I understand that uh, you had uh, your, your regular crew chief, who happens to be your father-in-law. What, what is that dynamic like uh, when maybe you don't get your first 410 win? Does uh, Christy, your wife, kind of say, well, you know, Cody, dad set the car up right? Or where, what, what happens in that dynamic? <laughs> you know, it's actually, you know, we kind of just kind of go back to the, to the pits and, and talk amongst ourselves. And, you know, there's no, there's no real finger pointing, you know, you should have done this or done that. But we, we discuss among each other and say, hey, you know, we should have done this, should have done that, should have had the car a little free, a little more tight. We get along really well. Uh, there's no, you know, head clashing or anything there. And, and to be able to have that relationship with my father-in-law is pretty good, pretty special. Yeah, and definitely keep the one with Christy very good, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a balancing act that a lot of us husbands, uh, you know, can relate to, but we don't have it quite as much as uh, our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline, Cody Bova, the driver who just won at Wayne County Speedway with his uh, crew chief, Scott Priester, a longtime sprint car guy. Um, do, you, do you get the kind of advice that helps from him, or do, you know, does he run or did he run a different style? Uh, can you sync everything up? Uh, when you, when you talk to him about what you're feeling on track? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it, I mean, 30 years experience for him coming running sprint cars for 30 years, you know, but there's a ton of experience there and, and to be able to talk with him about, you know, where to drive the car or how we're going to set it up or, you know, just go back and forth with ideas. Um, it's, it's pretty, I'm pretty fortunate for that to be able to have that. And, you know, my backyard there, my stall, when I go back home, you know, talk to him and, and, 
it's pretty cool to be able to have that and have somebody with that much experience, you know, in, in working on the car and, and setting it up for me. Scott or Cody Bova on the profabrication.com hotline speaking about his father-in-law, Scott Priester, the uh, crew chief that uh, aided him, got the car set and did all the right things to help him uh, get that first 410 win last weekend at Wayne County Speedway. So you got the first win. Uh, what, what's what's the week been like? A lot of text? Any text? Uh, did you get any surprising ones from like your first grade teacher or something, you know, or Mario Andretti <laughs> <of> text you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of that, but a lot of texts, a lot of phone calls, uh, a lot of, you know, Facebook comments on posts. And, you know, it's pretty it's pretty special to, to have that many people reach out and tell me congratulations and um, you know, a couple of guys, a local around here, uh, they, they stopped around yesterday and Monday and we we're like, you know, I just wanted to come see you in person. You know, that's a huge accomplishment and wanted to congratulate you. So uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. That is, that is really cool and uh, great that you're, you're felt so highly of uh, in the racing community that folks would do that. Cody Bova, our driver uh, on the hotline, uh, the profabrication.com hotline. So do you, do you look back and analyze the, the day of the week leading up to it? Did you do something that you say, that's the different thing I did that helped me with this. Was was there something that you can point to? I don't think so. I mean, we ran Friday night at Lernerville. We were pretty pretty good there. I ended up finishing 11th. But, you know, we, we come back Saturday morning and washed the car and got it ready to go and just went to the track like a standard day. Um, so I don't think there was anything too special. Just uh, we were in the right place at the right time, a good starting spot, and the car was car was good enough to be able to take the win. When did you know it? And we're on the line with Cody Bova, the 410 Sprint Car winner from Wayne County Speedway last weekend in Ohio. Uh, when, when did you know that things were, were going to be pretty good? Was it hot laps? Was it, you know, did you get any practice uh, qualifying? What, what part, part of the evening did you start going, oh, this thing feels really good today? It felt good in hot laps and heat race. Um, I think I think the moment I was like, man, this thing, we got a rocket ship. I think I think it was coming out of turn two on the drop of the green flag there for the feature. Um, I pulled a, a wheel stand coming out of the back chute, and the car just stuck. And I was like, man, we got a good race car. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're wheeling it coming out of uh, the back straightaway there on the early lap. That is really, really cool. Cody Bova, our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline. So fans, uh, you know, cheering you on. Uh, where can our listeners find out more about you? You on social media? You got a website? How can folks get a T-shirt? Yeah, we have uh, a Bova Racing Facebook page. Um, my wife runs that, so uh, she's always active on that and, and posting our results and where we're going and where you can find us next. Um, so that's that's probably the best place to reach us and, and look for results and and where we're heading. Sounds like a good place to go. Check out Cody Bova and Bova Racing on Facebook. I believe he's also got a, uh, a Twitter as well. And keep up with the family that races together, now wins together in a 410 sprint car at Wayne County Speedway. Our guest, Cody Bova. Cody, thanks for joining us. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, we're going to grab a word with the winner from opening night here at the Marion Center Speedway. Not only first win of the year, but first race for a brand new chassis. And why it's got you took that car to victory lane. Congratulations. Uh, you know, thank you. It it uh, It's a super big deal uh, to, to just build the chassis and everything that, that goes into all of that. Uh, and, and orchestrating everything that comes into, you know 
just getting everything ready to be able to come to the races uh, and then to have everything work out throughout the whole night and uh, to be able to win the first night is uh, you know that's like a dream come true uh, it was something we kind of hinted at that we thought maybe we would be able to do and uh, you know but everything has to work out just perfect and tonight it did and that's so awesome you know you come here and you practice last week at this track and then to come back here and this is a track where you mentioned the name Scott and people think of your dad David Scott launching a car off turn number two so it has to feel good to now get a Scott here in the victory lane but this car brand new and you've won before on the OMS series and that but this just has to be so satisfying because this is all you and your dad you you took some tubing and some metal and, and, and made a car uh, I mean, it was a lot of me and dad, but it wasn't just me and dad, you know. There's a lot of people at closes and wares and, you know, there's a lot of components on that car that uh, a lot of people get up every morning and go to work uh, and work hard all day so we could have those parts. Uh, but, I mean, me and dad walk to the garage every day, 8 o'clock, we start cutting tubing and doing stuff and we work till 12, 14, you know, 16 hours, depending on whatever we have to do. And... Uh, you know, we keep our nose to the grindstone, and and uh, we're gonna keep working to make the car better. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna spend tonight and and talk and try and figure out how we could have been faster, and and we're gonna just you know constantly work at that and being better, and and uh, hopefully we can keep going from here. How big is it? Just having in your back pocket and in your corner a gentleman who this part of the country was always a fast, super late model driver. And your dad just, uh, I mean, I've, seen, I've been to races where you've both been competing and in time trials, he's not worried about himself. He's more worried about you and, and when your brother was racing. And I know as a dad, it has to be great for him to get to victory lane with his son. But the bond, like I said, mentioned, you guys built this car. This is built in Garland, Pennsylvania, in the Scott family garage. Yeah, it, it uh, you know, Dad is a very smart guy, and I'm very, very lucky and blessed to, to, to have him as a crew chief, and uh, he's very selfless in the fact that he, he, he has just as much fun helping me and winning with me as he does winning himself, uh, so I get lucky that, you know, he puts as much effort into me winning as I want to put into me winning, you know, uh, and, and that makes us, you know, it's, it's so much... I'm a lot better, and it's so much easier for me to, to do as well as we have been able to do and we want to be able to do and work towards that when it's both of us, you know, working towards it. And I'm focusing on driving and making the car better, but he's really focusing on making the car better, and um, that's just a big, big part of it, you know. Now, what are the plans for this year? Uh, like I said, before you follow the ULMS series, are you going to follow a series or... Are you just going to go bouncing around trying to get the name of the new chassis out there? Or, you know, don't forget, coming up here, it has to give you some confidence. In May, the World of Outlaws is coming here to Marion Center. So do you come back, and now you got a little, I know my way around the track, and maybe it's one of the favorites. Um, we're we're, we're going to hopefully regionally race. Uh, you know, success will depend on, on how busy we are in the shop and uh, all things like that you know, the world and all of that anyways. Um, but 
you know, we're not going to be trying to drive all over the place yet. Uh, eventually, hopefully someday, we will be able to go to big races a ways away. Um, but, you know, for right now, we're going to regionally race and do as good as we can. Uh, we're definitely going to try and come back here when we can. Uh, we're going to be at the World Outlaw Race. Uh, we definitely need to work on the notebook before the World Outlaw Race. I was not that fast tonight. I'm sure the six of those boys would whoop on me and, and all of that. But, uh, you know, we have a solid piece to work with. Uh, it was the first night out, so there's there's lots of things that we can tweak and work and and do and adjust and fine tune. Um, so that's that's very exciting. Looking forward. And one thing, tell us about the the new chassis, the name of it, and go ahead. And if people are actually interested, are you guys going to branch out and do more than just supers? Are you going to build some crates, e mods, stocks? What does the future hold? Uh, so, so right now we've built three lay models. Uh, we're we're gonna probably try and build a fourth one in the next couple weeks, just so we have another one at the shop. If anybody would to show up and want one, slash, we would have a backup car for me. Um, and then we're probably gonna start building a UMPE mod. Uh, we've messed with updating some street stocks and stuff in the garage, wrecked cars and things like that. Uh, but you know, I mean, our our intentions are to build race cars. So. Uh, if somebody wants a race car built and they want to come pay us to build a race car, we'll we'll work in the garage as hard as anyone to make them a race car that's as nice as as we we physically can. Uh, you know, we take a lot of pride in that. And uh, um, you know, once again, there's so many people that go into doing all the stuff. You know, Martin Dynamics is a big part of it. Affliction Race Cars. You know, that's a, a, you know a new thing. And uh, you know, my parents and just everybody you know everybody there's a bunch of sponsors on the car and and you know everybody helps as much as they can and it's so greatly appreciated now are you going to try to get dad back behind the wheel or dad's doing good with the designing and the building and crew chiefing i mean i'm i'm pretty selfish so i'm probably going to try and keep him in the pits but if things are going good enough i might let him race every now and then if i if i'm feeling like i I uh, I want to school him once or twice a year, knock him back down, make sure he wants to stay in the pits. So <laughs> I might have to do that. Uh, but, yeah, no, Dad will be on a racetrack. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, we'd like to have an E-Mod for Dad to race uh, so he could tinker with that, and then we would have a late model, and, you know, it, you know, just as things come, we'll, we'll do it. And, uh, David, I know you take a lot of pride in your racing, but... Like I said, you, you, how does it feel to be this guy now who designed a race car that, in its debut one against some really good cars? Well, it's definitely satisfying. We wouldn't have done this if we didn't think we could succeed at it. But that being said, there's an awful lot of thought process that goes into building a race car. And, uh, you know, there's, there's ideas I have seen from when I was 16 years old because uh, I love looking at race cars. I've looked at every kind of race car. I, I, I can look at anybody's race car all day long. I've, it's just something that I enjoy. So every idea I've ever seen that I liked and or come up with my, on my own, uh, those are kind of the things we put into this chassis. Race fans, keep your eyes on the Affliction race car team. Wyatt Scott, the lead driver. David Scott, the team owner and team engineer. Thanks, guys, for your time, and congratulations on the win.
Right now, we're going to grab a word with a driver who did double duty tonight. Had a top 10 finish in super late model and won the E-Mod race. This is the kid, Drake Troutman, pilot of Smith Transport, uh, number 7 MB Chassis E-Mod, and uh, MB Chassis Super Late. Drake, congratulations. Good night tonight. Yeah, it was a very solid night. You know, uh, late model there. We started 18th and ended up 4th or 5th, and the modified started on the pole and won it and couldn't really ask a whole lot. A lot more considering the competition that was here. Drake, how hard is it to go from two cars in the same night? Uh, you put the E-Mod in victory lane. You had a great night with the Super Late. But does it make you wonder maybe if we only had the one car and focusing might do a little bit better? And that's not saying you're not doing good, but, you know, all your efforts into one. Yeah, absolutely. If I could put all my efforts into one, it'd be, it'd be great. But, you know, right now I'm... My modified, you know, I got to win races to, to make my product sponsors and my sponsors look good. And I got to, so I'm trying to race that thing. And, you know, any late model driver doesn't win win races like you can in a modified just because of the competition in a late model. Everyone's got the same best of the best stuff. Last year, you made the switch over to the MB chassis. And it seems like it really fits your driving style. And how is it working with the chassis company that is so far away? Um, they're out in Minnesota? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. You know, before you drove the Rocket in the super late models, which is down in West Virginia, you go to some tracks, you're probably the only MB car in the pits. Is that hard on the team when you get out of a baseline, when you got to start exploring setups? Not really, just because Jimmy, you know, he's raced all of his life, and realistically, it, at one time and honestly if he traveled still he probably still could be and he you know he used to be one of the best racers ever i mean he's a he's a hall of famer you know and he uh so he's been there done that and he uh you know he still races and he can give me great feedback and me and him talk on the phone during the week and you know i drive out there you know once a week if i had to 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 get these cars just because i mean they're they're amazing cars i'd I, uh, everyone out there is great to me, and, you know, I, I can't ask for much more from them. Then in the past season, you started, you had a third car in the mix, a uh, little uh, Dwarf Mod Light car. What's it like when you jump between all these cars? And you got to remember, I'm sure they're all different driving styles, but you're going from a car, basically a four-cylinder motor, to an unlimited motor in the Super. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, it's just... Anything I can hop into, I'd like to drive just because it, it's something to wheel. And, uh, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's just a lot of fun. You know, a racer races. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't pass up races not to, and especially doesn't pass up things to drive. You know, I was given the opportunity to go down there and race that thing. And whenever I'm free, I go down there and I race it for him. And, and uh, but, you know, that's not exactly one of her priorities you know it's just something that whenever we're free we have time to do we like to go down and just have some fun now i think it was last year you guys uh did a week on the hell tour you guys planning to try to do more uh hell tour racing with the supers this year yeah i got two weeks on my on my schedule there this year with i'm probably just gonna take my late model i mean i'll keep my mod in the trailer just in case but um 
yeah, we're going to go out there. I try to pick, like, the best two weeks to go. Like, we go to Davenport and Fairbury and uh, Peoria. And there's, you know, it's pretty well the top Hell Tour tracks there is, you know, that it's, uh, I should say, the most popular. So, What does the rest of the year hold? Are you going to do some traveling with the late model, like when the Lucas Series comes to Lernerville and that? Or are you going to try to go where you can take both cars to try to bring in two checks? Uh, both, really. I mean, we want to we wanna race with those guys, but we also want to make money, too, because, I mean, you can't go to races and run, you know, 15th with the Lucas guys whenever you could come to a race and win and make, you know, three grand that night. So, um, we, uh, you know, I just think that, that right now a little bit of a mix of both for, for now until we get to the point where we can race with those guys with the, the late model is our, in our best favor. Drake, I appreciate your time. Now, if you want to, go ahead and thank the uh, pit crew and uh, marketing partners that helped make the uh, 2022 season possible. Oh, yeah. You know, without my help and without my all my kinds of help, you know, whether it's sponsors, friends, families, supporters, you know, uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do it without them. Uh, Smith Transport, I-65 Transport, Legendary GT, RFI Resources, um, you know, Wheeler Fleet Solutions, Thomas Cumberland, Subaru, Honda, um, you know, at uh, Shoes Diesel Performance, Schaefer Construction, um, LaSalle's Racing Engines, MB Customs Race Cars, Fuel Service by Glassmere, uh, Thunder Hill Trucking, Merkel Swinging a Prayer, and then, of course, all my, my help during the week, you know, uh, I got Jake and, and Kevin and Hunter and Chills and and uh, Jared and, and Darren and, um, you know, Mark and Rodney and and Randy, you know, just everyone that comes and gives me a hand during the week. Race fans, that is the kid, Drake Troutman, pilot of the number seven super late model and number seven E-Mod. Thank you, Drake. This is Jonathan Davenport, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. Talk to the man of the hour, Mr. Tyler Dees. Tyler, take us through that one. It was a smooth ride, came right up through from your starting spot, and uh, the last three or four laps. Just tell me how that went for you. Uh, I shouldn't have won. They should have sent me to the back. I... Totally took Todd out, not intentionally, but uh, I'm really sorry. He's always raced me with a lot of respect. I thought I was going to try real hard to go high uh, in one and two, and he left the bottom open, and I tried to switch lanes, but I was carrying too much speed, and I clobbered him. And if he punches me in the face when we get in there, I deserve it because that was the worst move that I ever did, and it wasn't intentional, and I'm sorry. I wish I wouldn't have won, actually. Car was fast tonight, uh, Tyler. Two weeks in a row. I mean, you just uh, talk about this speed early on. I mean, it seems like you can put it anywhere. You were good up high when you had to be. That last restart and the other restarts as well. Um, you were able to get by some people tonight. What's the uh, secret to the speed? Well, this is a whole new car design that we built. It's it's awesome. It's the best car I ever drove. Uh, I missed the stagger tonight. I run a little too much and I was a little bit too loose. But uh, when my right rear came in, it was uh, you know I could keep up with them guys and. Thought I was a little faster than the 45, but he should have won the race. It, that, that's on me, and I can't take it back, and I'm sorry. Uh, just a really quick rundown of people you need to thank for being here. Uh, i got to thank all my sponsors, uh, Fox Trucking, Kip Johnson Upholstery, uh, Dan DeWalt Cement Finishing, uh, CR Welsh Notary, 955 Automotive, and uh, all the guys that helped me get it down here, and Sorry it had to turn out like that. All right, that's honesty for you. Put them together for tonight's feature winner 
of the Miller's Town Pick Apart Pro Stocks, Tyler Dietz. He goes two for two. Proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.